welcome to Breaking the Press episode 4. Some big news for you this week after some interesting games in the league. Some people switched in and out, some people lost a lot of points, some people gained a lot of points. Relegation battle seems to be heating up and top four seems to be heating up as well. Who really wants it? Let's see. Let's find out and diagnose the week. Um, starting with this week, uh, just some few little bits of transfer news back into Prem. Ericsson seems to be happy and fit again at Brentford. Uh, is having okay training sessions with them. Seems like he'll be a player soon. It's not signed on the dotted line yet. That will happen. But uh, he seems to be well and fit in training. So all the best to him. And let's see if he actually comes back. Also, another old Premier League face, Jack Wilshere, has gone to Artigerson Gymnastasiums. Where it sounds like, like a place random. <laughs> Random ass club, mate. <laughs> I mean, all the best to him. I mean, I'll, get, I'll give him three minutes on the pitch and let's we'll see what really happens. But he's just there for the shirt sales, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, Who is it? Who is it? I mean, Ronaldo Jack, came back for the shirt sales, too. Jack, Jack, Jack Wilshire, Jack Wilshire uh, shirt sales in Denmark. I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a <laughs> big seller. <laughs> Gilton. Guten Wilshire. Decent Wilshire. Yeah, so that's just some of the small news this week. Not too much going on, premium otherwise. Uh, but the bigger news was all inside the league fixtures. Uh, and we'll start off with probably the blockbuster of the weekend, which was Man City versus Spurs. Uh, all in all, a game that we didn't expect the scoreline for, but I think we did expect the football for, in a way. Uh, not as well as Spurs did play. But uh, we did expect the football. Um, a lot of the things I've been saying throughout the season did come into fruition in that game. Uh, a lot of the things I've been highlighting about certain people in the team, certain things you that we're want, doing. You want to call them out, mate? Uh, you know, I've been calling them out. So I'm not going to call Diaz out, Diaz out personally. But yet again, uh, most of our defence was too busy trying to clo- be too close to each other. Uh, while you lot were attacking us, and there was just giant holes in our defence. You could see it from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, we ended up having to break down a very like organised back, uh, back five Spurs, which was very weird to see. Uh, but uh, you look at how many shots we had, it looked like we should have won the game. But like I've said all season, we're going to need a, a gunman striker up there who can... Break a block like that. Yeah, because break a block like that. What can you do? The thing is, though, like you guys had a lot of shots, but very few. Like I think what you had five on target. Yeah, that that the thing is though that really doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, um, that's it's not normal for us, but for us to be so lackluster in front of goal is not a surprise. Uh, usual suspects really there. Uh, you know who Sterling again. Quite a few of them were his. Yeah, but I'll be honest though. If it wasn't for Sterling's cross into oh, oh, uh, Raz's ball was awesome uh, to get into the da- uh, danger play there. The, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely a brilliant ball to get into the box, uh, and then Gundogan scored. Uh, yeah, but that's because of Larice's jelly hands, though. Yeah, but uh, a lot of keepers maybe with the power that I had on it wouldn't have been able to keep that out. To be fair to him, but yeah, you are right. Larice is famous for that. Yeah, um, so he fumbled in front of the goal once again. But, you know, he made amazing saves to make up for it throughout the rest of the game. Otherwise, we definitely would have been put behind. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, well, he, he, to be honest, he saved Gundogan's first shot, I think. Um, 
Oh no, wait, no. So no, his first shot hit the post, which Larice wouldn't have made anyway. No. And then uh, after the Guna one did score and then we um and then we were equalized uh, for a while. And then when we did get ahead two one, he Gundawang again made a great shot and then Larice saved it with a it was literally one arm save. So it was brilliant. Um so he he made up for it for sure. Like I mean, I feel like it's been the case with him, I mean, probably Yes. Yeah, for years, like yes, he's just got yes. them jelly. I mean, he's just got them. Uh, he's just got them jelly hands. Which, and to be fair, to, I, I believe he's thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, he's old. So yeah, he's getting old. It's yeah, not like we're going to ask him to change overnight and become, you know, someone else. He's not. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I actually watched the second half with a little bit of hope, thinking, okay, maybe Spurs uh, have got gas now. They're going to decide to maybe go for the jugular, which you did, um, which you did. Uh, but the first half started again, and I don't know if you guys uh, saw the Diaz layoff to Sterling for his header against Lisbon. So we're working on some good stuff on training at the moment mm. because, um, you know, Vincent, you'll know this better than I complain about all the midgets being crossed to. Now they're just laying off. Uh, what, what What's happening is one of our centre-backs is just standing in front of the goal mouth and laying it off to someone, and it seems to be going in. Um, and that is quite genius because yeah, yeah, but then, you, yeah. then you don't have the height problem. Um, yeah, and if Diaz keeps doing that, whoever keeps doing that, we will score a lot of goals that way, thankfully, because not a lot of people are ready for that kind of thing. Uh, but then Son floated a ball over to Kane. None of our defenders were looking at the. In fact, if you look at the goal again, where Son floats that ball in. They're not yeah. even looking the right way. None of the defenders. No, they're not. None to, be honest, of the defenders. Probably, to be honest, they probably didn't really think we were going to attack the way we did. It, it, but even so, you still have to have a bit of uh, nuance about you where, listen, they still could score. I mean, Yeah, no, I, I completely I agree. Totally I, think, I, I think the hard part was also just because our front three actually played like an amazing game, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they did. But that's because I feel like our, our team in general didn't really take you seriously until it was too late? Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, the thing is that we held that 2-1 lead up until 90 minutes. Yep, yep. So I was, to be honest, right, I was, I was, I was, I couldn't believe we held that, that lead, to be honest, until that point because I saw the score was 2-2 when I got out of the underground. So I didn't even, like, right. I, I didn't know when they scored, when you guys scored. Right. Um, but I, I did expect it to be 2-2. Because once we scored that goal, because I saw that goal um, just before I headed into the underground, I saw, saw um, the goal that Son laid off um, to um, Kane, and right. I was so I was I was so excited. But then I was like, I know it, I know we're going to concede again, right? I just know it. And I was on the underground for ages. And I guess when I came out, obviously it was like ninety minutes, and that was the time <laughs> when like obviously Collins was like texting at the time saying that um, the, the, the pens were like a penalty was happen that happened and stuff like that. And then and all that rubbish. And then I was just like, oh, we must have like conceded like 20 minutes ago when we just scored, probably. Like it was just like a classic Spursy kind of thing, right? Where we throw away our lead or something. But I didn't realise it was like in the 90th minute. And then obviously all of a sudden then Kane gets the the the, the winner at 95. Um and that, yeah, I mean it seems like we're just winning our games in the last minutes during stoppage time as well because I think our last three Premier League game wins have all been in the 95th-plus minute. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure because the... Is it Watford? Watford game was like that. Um, Leicester game was like that. That was a crazy game. 
and then now the City game right now. So, I mean, I, I definitely like the way our three, uh, our front three looked to, uh, on on uh, on the weekend. They looked really, really good. It looked like Son and Kane's back with their link up again, which is always nice to see. I think their combined now, um, as in combined goals, um, is thirty six now, which is actually the same as Drogba and Lampard's now. So they're joint highest. Jesus, yeah, they're okay. joint highest. Not that not that Drogba scored too many goals. I think that there's a bit of a he broke that record, didn't he? Yeah, one hundred and one was it. Are you guys on about the one for the season or as a partnership? As a partnership, as a partnership, as a partnership. Oh, What's right. Aguero's and Silva's out of interest? Is, do you have that there? Uh, no, I don't know that to hand there. Yeah, I just yeah, know I, that I, they, I were mentioning it. It. they were just mentioning it on uh, Sky because um, obviously they, 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 just t- they just tied with it. It's 36 and Chopper and Lampard's won 36 as well. So it's likely, obviously, it's very likely that Son and Kane's going to break it. Um, so. But yeah, no, it's great to see them. And then obviously it was nice to see Kulisevsky start um, and then also actually get his first goal as well. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. Which was actually really good. I think he really changed things up on the right-hand side for us as well. Um, it, like, you know, I love Mora, but the guy... Kulisevsky had a really open pass there. Just yet again, our defenders were not on their mind. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean... I, I, I feel like partly it's because... Edison and your defense are used to son shooting. Yes, but at the moment, uh, Edison is least to blame from yesterday. Uh, from oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yesterday. definitely not. The, yeah, the no, rest, no, no. rest are a lot more to blame than Edison. And yeah, no, course, uh, the, the video that either you or Jabba to put in the chat about uh, that guy getting shouted at the assistant. Yeah. He wasn't getting shouted at the assistant. Pep was saying, "I'm going to talk to these defenders. Don't you talk to them? I'll talk to them." That's what I think he was saying. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, he was, yeah, he was venting like to, yeah. to wasn't shouting at him. He didn't do, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, venting, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be the one. Oh, sorry, one back. Was you, was you there playing the chat? No, 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 no. I was just, I, I no, just, no, no, it's Javid, Javid put it in, no. Javid put it in, yeah. And then, but, uh, and then, but that's the thing, though, right? Like, to be fair, so uh, Edison saved um, you guys from even going three, three, one down because Kane, it was there was a beautiful football play by Tottenham for the, for the potential third goal, but obviously he missed, um, well. Edison blocked the shot. It was amazing starting from midfield, like low midfield, um, start by Bentoncourt. And like I, and it's been great actually having Bentoncourt in, in the midfield as well because he's definitely yeah. filled up that bagel. Fucking bagel FC. Um he's he's he loses the ball more often than I'd like, but it's because he's trying to do he's trying to find a creative forward pass. Yeah, so I think it's been great. And, and to be honest, he's the one who started the 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 well, he didn't start the play, but he's the one who played um the 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 creative play and to get Kulisevsky in that far right to play the final cross for for the winning um for the winning goal anyway to Kane so um without him we would like I don't I don't see anyone else that would have done that that, that pass to Kulisevsky right at the end at the ninety fifth minute I no one else would have done that I can't see Skip or Hoybier doing it like no, they're great no, no. at holding our midfield but they would have never played that pass. Um, What's a big shame for Spurs at the moment, and well done on the win, of course. Is but you played like that against Liverpool as well, and pretty much nearly got. A we played the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, we played yeah. the exact same way. So yeah, we played the exact same why way. Why is it? Te- why is Con- You know, why is it only the big game? Con- uh, big game. The big games. Conte thinks. Well, all right, we should do this, and let's not do this. Because if you were doing this twenty four seven, you'd be killing some of these teams. Because if you can do us, if you can do us on the counter a lot like that, there's no one else plays as as a high line. Yeah, no one plays high line like that except you and Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool do. Okay, yeah, Liverpool do as well. 
Yeah, only and, you guys do. Only you guys do, and that's that's Conte, probably why Conte probably in. I mean, he went. He kept saying like they've gone in with a plan, and they really did. Like apparently, the first goal was all planned. Like as in, like the build-up play to open up that channel for Son to run in behind Diaz um, was all planned. As in, it was a. Uh, it was. It was practiced. Um, that's why the pass looked like as if Kane knew Son was already there, but it's because they practiced it in training yeah. that they'd make that run. And that's why it looked like magic. Um, it was an amazing pass from Kane. I'm not going to take that away from him. Um, but yeah, they practiced it in training and it's apparently it, it's just something Conte found within, I guess, your system that, that exposed that channel uh, for Son to attack. Because if you look at that first goal, what, it was in five minutes, it, it literally looked like you had no defenders. Like literally so zero like like because so the way the way son went in uh from that left it, he literally got to 1v1 with edison like about what 30 40 yards out like and he was already in a 1v1 like diaz and Cancelo were like sprinting back at that point because they're um, under the impression they're going to be playing a possession game from the start yeah, which which is fair. Yeah, which to be fair, you guys had a lot of. Right, I think what was the what was the percentage? I think we had like twenty eight percent possession or something like that. Right, I think it was something stupid. And then yeah. you guys, the rest, it was ridiculous. That is um, crazy. But which, you know, we, we you know, I expected going into that game. I just didn't expect, um, you know, for because well, actually, funny enough, you say that me and you both agree that you would hurt us in the way you did hurt us, but not the scoreline. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I mean, we spoke about it last time, and you know, I said we'd probably definitely get at least a goal, but we'd still lose. Um, yeah, for sure. Like I, I, I knew someone will cause you some kind of trouble. I didn't expect him to do two assists, but um, I, thought <laughs> he'd, I thought he'd literally only score a goal and be like, all right, my job here is done, and then you know, let let the Spurs defense do the speaking, right? But that's another thing as well. We look more organised, which was great. Um, Against the big I, side, though. If you went yeah. to a little side tomorrow, I don't think you would. Yeah, and I That's do think low-key is... Actually, no, it's definitely high-key. It's because Eric Dyer's yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that before. Well, I, I was saying this before. Week. Eric Dyer... Eric Dyer is, is, the, is the leader of, of that, of that um, back three. Because I don't know what... I, I, it's, I, it sounds ridiculous, but he is the leader of the back three. And with him, they're so organised. Because you know what the thing is? Romero had an absolute insane game as well. Because it, it, allows, it allows Romero to do what he wants. Not being the leader, he can do what he wants. He's that maverick defender that we need. That very but aggressive listen, defender, the guy who plays listen, the good Do you know why this is such a bizarre conversation? That the, the fact that, well, yeah, you're, you're completely right. And you did this against Man City. But next week, when you who do you have next week? We've got Burnley? Burnley tomorrow, mate. We've got Burnley what tomorrow. What the hell? What's when you lose two 0 somehow doing the opposite? It's very. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, it's com it's completely Spurs for for us to for us to beat Man City in the same week or even like a couple of days later and lose to Burnley. By the you way, like I, like and I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Why you might not get four? No, yeah, no, because it's. Do you know what it is? We're consistently inconsistent. Yeah, consistently. Right? That's that's the that's the best way I can describe it. We are consistently inconsistent. So, um, you know, obviously, I hope not. I mean, I mean, Bernie's come off a pretty big high actually, being being Brighton two 0 So, 
Three nil, three nil, three nil, yeah, three nil. I do um, not remember the last so, time a team beat uh, Brighton three nil. Uh, I don't uh, remember the last time they scored and won. <laughs> like they normally score like an equaliser, <laughs> and then that's it. But I don't, but, I don't uh, remember the last time they scored and won. Just to finish off the uh, top of the table stuff there after the Spurs game, what's happened now is so we're uh, City are only up by six points. Uh, we've only lost six and we've only drawn six out of 26. Uh, Liverpool got a game in hand. Uh, they've had, they rested TAA outright last week. Uh, there's a three, four point swing in it at the moment. So Liverpool just have to win their games or we just have to lose one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool lose. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, are, Liverpool, Liverpool, are playing, Liverpool are playing tomorrow as well, right? So they could close that gap. Well, they've got Leeds tomorrow. Oh, Leeds is just everyone's batter house, to be honest. I think that's a good time to move on to actually the Man U lead game. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, apart from maybe the City one uh, for you, Vincent, I'd say for me was the most interesting of the weekend uh, on the pitch, that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. I think so. All right, cool. Uh, United. Um, so, uh, the score was at 4 2 to United against Leeds. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys catch much of the game. Leeds are finished. Uh, their, their midfield positioning and the lack of pressure. On, and these are fast players. Um, very frantic game, um, as you would expect of Leeds. I feel like Leeds never have any dull games, to be honest with you. But then again, neither do United, because you will see something either really great or really shit. So, it's kind of like the perfect match, us playing them. Um, yeah, no, I thought that match was going to be, um, uh, what's it, quite entertaining. I didn't think it was going to end up the like. I didn't think the scoreline was going to end up the way it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, no, United and Leeds. I guess the rivalry as well. And the first time uh, Ellen yeah, Road yeah. having the fans back, it was always going to be that kind of atmosphere. And I think also the um, the weather conditions kind of aided that. Um, but um, yeah, it was a it was a uh, entertaining game. I wouldn't say it started very well. Both teams kind of struggled to get a grip of the ball because of the weather conditions. So a lot of the ball carriers couldn't really run and people couldn't really like make any like good intricate passing. Like the only people who were actually really good at were the more technical players. So like Pogba and Sancho, yeah. like the ball could stick to their feet. Whereas you saw the likes of McTominay just sliding in like an absolute madman every five seconds. Um, <laughs> clearly showing that he's not really got any technical prowess. Um but yeah, the game started a bit slow, and um, I guess our goal kind of came against the run of play. Uh, Unfortunately for all the Man United fans, uh, Maguire scored, so it looks like he's going to be in the team for a few more games. Maguire finally doing something useful with his big head. Um, the way he slid, <laughs> he slid for like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's funny because like he has that like his dead-ass face. It's his like, face. As if he... As if he scored like the the winning the winning goal for like England or something, you know, like he he and he kept sliding. And the thing is, he was spinning whilst the he was slide sliding. Was it was just, just so funny. Just continue, just a continuation. It just didn't end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was so it was very interesting to see. Um, but no, yeah, finally ending our streak of not scoring set pieces for like 150 attempts, which is fucking disc- disgraceful to say the least. And then a the second goal comes with a great run from Lindelof, breaking the lines, running in. Slides it one two with Sancho and Sancho with a nice little dink to Fernandez. So at two 0 you think you know the game's comfortable. Leeds are very um, erratic in their play; they will always give away chances. And you think you know beginning of the second half, come out, settle, see the game through. It was the exact opposite. Absolute chaos for ten for ten minutes, just pure chaos. 
De Gea, De Gea with his horrible kicking. You know, I think we discussed this, um, Vincent. You know, yeah. he's like of the old school keepers, a bit like Loris, just can't. Loris. Very good shot stopper, but cannot sort his feet out. Kicks it, ends up back in there, um, going to the left hand side, I believe, and ends up with Rodrigo, who just absolutely whacks it and it goes into the top corner. I kind of feel like De Gea should do better, but it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, the weather conditions were really, really bad. So there's only yeah. so much you can do with a shot like that. Um, and then they score again. Literally, they score from kickoff. I literally went to go to the toilet and I came back and it was 2-2. I was just like, lol. <laughs> just absolutely lol. Like, how can we concede straight from kickoff? It's ridiculous. Yeah, you you know what that 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 section reminded me of was like when we can when we conceded the two against Southampton. It was exactly the same thing. Like the, it was the same behavior. The duel lost the first duel lost, and after that, just straight to the goal. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like Dan James puts it in the back post. Luke Shaw sleeping as per usual, and it's just a tap in for um, Rafinha, and it's just game on Rafinha, again. But. Yeah. You know, it's one of those games. Leeds will always give away chances. As much as I was pissed off that Pogba was coming off, and but like in my opinion, he was the best player on the pitch up until that point. I still felt like Leeds will always give away a few chances. So uh, with Fred coming on and Alanga coming on, it's just stretched the game a bit. It's a cool masterclass. Yeah, you know? <laughs> man. Both his, both his um sub scored. Um, Fred yeah. did a good job at tightening up the midfield and winning the ball higher up the pitch, so we could counter them quickly. Elanga was a uh, quick going forward, and Sancho was just a, a, a it was just a masterclass from Sancho, just constantly playing the ball forward. Yeah, Sancho's been playing really well these past few games. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement with that. He's done well in the sense that okay, he's come, he's had a you know a few hiccups, which is natural for someone who for someone who wasn't getting good game time either. He wasn't getting minutes after minutes after minutes. Yeah, and not to mention, he was coming from like, the German league to the Premier League, where he's had no experience playing in the Premier League. Doesn't matter if you're English or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have zero, um, zero experience playing in the Premier League, which has been probably, I think, the most physical. Yeah, I never had any doubt about the kid, man. He's he's a quality, quality, quality player, and I just feel like um, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's a United player. We we paid a lot of money for him, so he's always going to have a bit of scrutiny, but. Anyone with two eyes can see there's a very good, tidy, smart player there. And I think he's beginning to, like, he's not overthinking it anymore. Like, you see the depth pass that he plays into um, Fred's feet. It basically makes it like, okay, listen, like, you can't even miss from here. you can, you got to at least get yeah, on yeah. target. Even the, even the uh, chance he set up prior to that for Elanga, like, that's a fantastic pass. And obviously, Elanga can't really sort his feet out. But, yeah, Sancho, the reason why I'm really happy that Sancho is playing well is that he's kind of facilitating him his way kind of as a wide playmaker and not necessarily like a um someone who's going to give you loads of goals because a lot of our playmaking comes from um Mr Bruno Fernandez and you you never know what you're going to get with him it's just the chaos it's just chaos and speaking on the man just before I get to the fourth goal um the second goal really pissed me off because it came from a duel that he should really be be winning and I remember you, uh, I don't know if it was, it might have been you, Mumbato. I think there was a game last season. I don't know if it was against uh, Sutton or Wolves. And it was play for play, the exact same foul. Like he got tackled and then the other team went to go score from that. But it was, it was purely from him not being strong enough in, in, through the tackle. So yeah, he needs to quit all that crybaby stuff. Because I just don't think that part of his game, you know, helps anybody. Yeah. 
He yeah. dropped for ages, like proper long. <laughs> he was there whilst there were like <laughs> ten like, more passes. He in knew the it was just perfect. <laughs> Honestly, he does it's it every single there. time, and it's just like yeah. it's one of the things where I know a lot of United fans love him, and I do in certain moments. But it's moments like that where I just think to myself, "You don't have the credentials or the um, the temperament to be a captain because a captain doesn't go down there. A captain, you know, rallies his troops and gets back onto his feet, and those the, that is the the bad side of um, Bruno Fernandes, unfortunately. Um, but um, yeah, third goal comes. Great play off the right, working his way to the left from Ronaldo to Sancho and then Sancho to Fred. Somehow Fred is kind of getting a couple goals now. Um, but he, he, he actually had a really good performance. And uh, the last goal was a well-worked goal. Bruno flicks it over the head of a defender. God knows what the defender's doing. Plays it back into him. And then Bruno slides it in, even though I don't think it was on purpose, into Langer's feet. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> it definitely was not on purpose. Because the thing is, I watched the slow motion of it, right? You know, like, when you just know that you just... I think the touch was just slightly too heavy. I felt like he thought he was going to go recover it. Yeah, it was definitely but, that. He definitely fluffed his lines. He was going to go try and recover it, but then yeah. the pass went off. And you know him. Just he, will always take, he will always take an assist. So it was, it was a yeah, yeah, decent 100%. finish from um, Elanga. Not the best, but went through the keeper's legs. And a little bit of shit yeah. history in the, in the celebration, which I loved. You know, shushing the crowd for... Chucking uh, coins at him. They threw like some fireworks things yeah, at him. I think so. Yeah, idiot. Um, but no, all in all, it was. Um, I think it was a good performance. I feel like the team look a lot more coherent under Ralph Ragnick, and I feel like a lot of our shortcomings are just due to personal, individual errors. So I'm quite um, optimistic about our style of play. Um, I don't think we have enough to. We have, we have the personnel to get into the top four, but I don't know if we have the character to get into the top four because we start games relatively well. We get a goal, but we're not good at closing up shop. We seem to leak yeah. goals whenever we go up. So we have to wait and see how, you know, the rest of the, the season pans out as far as top four. But overall, I think if I'm just going based off performances alone and not results, it's far better than what Ole served up at the beginning of the season. And there is some form of hope that we could sneak into the top four, but it remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I think so. I think now, especially in the, like, I guess in the more comfortable stages of Ralph's kind of tenure, you guys definitely look like you're playing better football than you were with Oli. Like I was, I mean, I, I, you're playing like when Oli was at the wheel, I guess like he, it, it just looked more like he just relying on just some magic. From the players, essentially. Yeah, no real vibe, like, no real structure. Just yeah, exactly. Super, super you know, bad. Just, you know, just just kind of hoping things things work out, and then obviously they didn't. But now now there's definitely some structure to like, especially some of the build up play. Like you can kind of see which players um, are kind of really driving that as well. Like whereas before you just couldn't really tell. Like mm -hmm. it's just kind of like random balls here and there, and then you just kind of expect, okay, this guy's gonna score now. But yeah. right, now, now you can now you kind of see where the danger zones. Are. Like whenever I see Sancho on the ball now, I feel like something's gonna be created. Yeah, absolutely. Like, at least at least some form of chances. I tell you what, your chances that you created are, are, are like a lot higher as well. It's just just need to fit, get get on the end of oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. It. I, I, I was expect I was basically waiting for the game where United had um. You know, like more more than two goals in in a game because I think this is what I think the first time they've scored 
more than two goals, right? Yeah, under Ralph, we've, typically it's been one nils, two nils, two ones. So this is the first yeah. time we've scored multiple chances, and I feel like a part yeah. of that is also coincides with Ronaldo's loss of form because he's kind of even to the, like that game he had quite a few chances to put the ball the ball away, but it just didn't really fall for him. So they've got someone called Cristiano Ronaldo in the box, haven't they? Sometimes I'm just hoping yeah. he sorts his feet out and uh, you know eventually gets back to his scoring ways, especially against Atletico. You know, he loves a game against yeah, Atletico. Mr. Champions League exactly. himself, you know. So, but that's gonna be a that's gonna be an awful game to watch. they from what I'm the reports I'm seeing, they're just setting up for a stink off. They got five at the back and Really? Oh, yeah. It's just looking like it's gonna be one of it's gonna be one of those games where they just where Simeone tapped tapped into the dark arts and just gets to the result. So I, I genuinely dread it because we we suffer against teams like like that, as you guys know. So yeah, see what happens tomorrow, and fingers crossed they can the boys can pull something out their ass. Um, but I have I have very little hopes, especially with Simeone <laughs> and his you know his ways. You'd think a man now who has who has won the, the league, I think twice now, and has a wealth of fantastic. Uh, attacking players will just drop this act, but he just insists on continuing this crazy <laughs> nah, style he, of football. <laughs> yeah. Nah, for, for real, he's one of those guys. He will bring it home as oh, well. Oh God! He's, like he doesn't walk for the fun though. He just comes with the Honestly, kitchen. It just makes me <laughs> sick, man. It makes me sick. It's like, mate, we've got attacking talent. We don't have to do this anymore. Like, sort yourself out. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> let's see what happens, man. Um, yeah, you're not everything looking okay, so. Um, let's see. I just hope um, we carry on this form for the rest of the season, but it remains to be seen with these lot. I'm not too. I'm not too sure. I might have to check this, but I think Bielsa managed Maradona. You know. And now uh, we start with Bamford. Did he? He might have done. That might be a bit too hurdy. Uh, Mate, I don't think he's not with Bamford at all. This guy. This guy's still been injured from his stupid celebration. Uh, uh, actually, that's another thing I wanted to point out. Rodrigo's finally coming through with some goals. Um, when they signed him last season, I thought he was going to be their new number one rather than Bamford because he genuinely is better than Bamford. But he's coming through with the goals from midfield now instead. Uh, I don't know if Harrison's still getting the goals for them. Dan James is a huge, huge help for them. And if they didn't have Dan James this season, they definitely would be in the relegation zone firmly. Firmly, firmly, firmly. Was he alone? Sorry? Was he a transfer alone? He's theirs now. They've bought him for 25 odd, 27 odd. He's there. Bafflingly. Yeah, yeah, he's he theirs. Should have been, he's theirs. He, he should have gone. He should have been there. I do think that is his level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sorry. Well, I feel like if Dan James worked in the reverse, the same with, um, with Rupert Zaha, yeah. Dan James leads uh, three years ago um, and then gone to Manchester United. As opposed to going to United and then Leeds, you never know. But, yeah. You might become a huge Leeds. I mean, a lot of players do do that. They have their big moment. They think is going to happen. It was never the right time, and they end up staying. And like you're saying, Zaha's a perfect example. Uh, there's loads of people that end up to go back, I guess. Um, but yeah, two and army and all that. No, he was never at Leeds. They they went for him, but um, he was at Swansea, wasn't he? Oh, was he not at Leeds? He's Welsh, isn't he? No, oh, yeah, I thought he was at Leeds. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. medical, but um, they um at the last the, the, the deal fell through, and now he came came in for him the following council window. I just don't see where United wanted him for really. 
I mean, he did yeah. score a couple of the crutch goals for them eventually, but he wasn't the Jimmy Page of the operation, shall we say? <laughs> for those that don't know Jimmy Page, please elaborate. Please elaborate. Well, you, you know, the one who's the absolute maestro of the operation, the, the Kevins, you the Cruz. The Kevins, the Cruz is the... I genuinely feel like people don't know who he is on, that would be listening, Good. by the way. Uh, well, you guys search him up. Uh, what Shall we talk about the Arsenal game? Because I yeah, found it quite interesting. Uh, another clean sheet again. What's going on for Man Bato? It's like we're in another dimension. Another oh, clean, clean sheet. sheet. No, no, these men conceded. Oh, was it not 2-0? No, 2-1. Last minute conceded. <laughs> absolute, no, you know why I know? Because he fucking Ben White destroyed my FPL, mate. Oh, I, had him, I had him down and he lost his bloody clean sheet. Fuck you and your team, man. Right, you I mean, you man need to defend better, mate. I mean, what can I say? I was I was sent to the stand, so I, I didn't have much control over the um, situation after I was... Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, actually, I tell you what I did see. Parties a little <laughs> failing to give the ball away quick enough uh, to Saka and didn't lead to a goal. But yet again, party in the final third, not 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 giving the Arsenal fans anything to party about. I mean, <laughs> it's just getting a joke now. Uh, um, I don't know if you... No, was, um, the result didn't spark me so much. But to be fair, like, I always feel that whenever we play these sort of, like, very they're physically robust teams... Um, they 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 have a they know each player as their has has a job they have a duty and they just they go out there and it's just a matter of just them carrying out their job to the best of their ability. Now the thing is is that uh, what I was finding that game because I was only able to find like you know like you know um uh, catch like the the long highlight of that is that I knew that it was going to be one of those games where Brentford were going to um come to the Emirates and probably not be one of those teams that just sit back no. really tight. But I think. A team has never really come to our side, I don't think, nowadays. And just thought, we don't really need to sit back against these guys. We can come at yeah, them and we'll get... Yeah, still don't have that fear factor of you just yet. They should, though. Um, like when we turned up City and we didn't have that fear factor and we got really, really hurt in the first half. But, um, yeah, you're, you're completely yeah. right there. I'm not seeing that fear factor at Arsenal again yet when people turn up. Uh, yeah. It will come. I mean, yeah, it will come. Just to add on to that, it's probably because you've got a lot of kids about. You're not going to really be scared of too many kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to take time. Obviously, we've got obviously a lot of young players, and I think these are like kind of like the first generation young players, if you will, are part of the long term plan that finally, the club has. Finally, finally. Um, but I feel like again, it was a, it was a great because Saka got man the match. So you know, I think it's just. For me, at this point, whenever I'm watching Arsenal, I'm just looking. Okay, if this is the since they've made it very clear, this is what the, how the, the direction the club wants to go in. Let me just watch these games and just see the progress of these young players. There, I'm not going to see the benefits of like I, I, as much as I'd love to. Moment, uh, so getting getting to where we can, like the FA Cup or League Cup, uh, will be great. But I suppose it's much more of like just seeing evidence of progress. Um, with, the, with the, the lads, you know, coming up, like, you know, obviously Smithro, Saka. Yeah. Um, we have um, coming up as well. Could, and, could and, there be a potentially whole 11 uh, academy kid coming through at the moment? No, 
they haven't made that. They haven't actually been upfront about it. Yeah. But they, that's when you actually consider the bench that we have, and um, if you obviously not not that you probably see it as well, but if you watch like well, when you look at the lineup of, of as, as well for like the games like the under twenty ones and such, yeah. A lot of them are being moved to train with the first team, and um, when we were playing, um, um, obviously the attention was if we were to get in the like the European games, I think as well. Um, sorry, the league games that we were playing. A lot of the bench was composed of academy products like Aziz and um, a few other players, which have been moved to to loan now. So their performances were rewarded. I mean, loaning them out is fine. It's just when you sell them. I mean, uh, Smith Rowe was at Leipzig last season. Um, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. So, like, for, for these guys, it gives them a real, like, clear path. And it's like, because the thing is, I think what makes a real, like, what really makes uh, a youth team tick is that when you have a young player who's, like, you know, 18, um, just after, you know, the, the years, like, I actually really grasp the progress that I can make is, Boom, work hard, get the training for the first team possibly. Not good enough, good enough. Yeah, probably feature in a you know, um in a squad for one of the cup games. If not, I could probably um then reward myself with getting um being eighteen, nineteen, going on loan, uh, for some real first team football at, at hopefully a championship level club or above. And then once I prove myself there, come back to Arsenal. And really start working for some first team football, and that's how youth football should. That's how it should work. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, which is which is quite weird when you think about it. Um, and poetically going against a team that has <laughs> just scrapped their youth plan and just thought, okay, let's just use data and just just like you know just, just consistently just build the team with the right players that we need. Um, so it was it's like a very traditional like how all teams have been doing it for youth sides to a team like. And to be fair, two. To be fair to Brentford, right? They're they're in the prim. They've it's got them this far, and they're in top flight football. Well, top you could probably probably top in, in Europe. No, they're in top flight football. They're definitely hundred percent. They're the pinnacle of football at the moment in Europe for me. Anyway. And swear to them because the thing is, while I was really interested in Brentford is just to see how well they do in the long term, because that might actually be a plan that might be suitable for some club because. I, I do honestly think that does every club in in England need a youth system when the, when the vast majority of them aren't producing any talent or even have the resources? They did when they're big, when they, when all clubs didn't have big money, but now all clubs have, uh, now some clubs have more money than other disparity. There's not such a need anymore. But give it this time forty years ago, everyone needed a youth club, didn't they? Because they weren't spending on yeah. anyone; they were just getting kids straight away. So yeah, that's a yeah, good point. That's a really good point. Um, but yeah, getting back to the game, it was um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was a good show. It was a good show. I mean, there's there's it wasn't that much to to add about it. Obviously, like again, it's just frustrating us to see like some a few lapses in defense. Obviously, you can you can still tell that we're still going through the uh, the gears of just really down that plank, hanging out from the back. <laughs> Talk for the first time, um, where like at first it was just utter gibberish. Yeah, yeah. But as it just becomes more and more, more natural. And the thing is, I think that the way to really like get the graph thing out, kind of have to make mistakes. You kind of have to get yourself into a position where you, where things do go wrong, 
and the worst case scenario happens just so you know, okay it just becomes more natural like this is what not to do when playing back and then the more players like we I, I think again it's like so long as we're imparting that as well on the youth teams uh, and the players that are coming up for that system of about this is how we play football because playing out from the back is it's, it's a hard style of football to um to to, to add you into so um i've no doubt that imposing that um sort of philosophy right down right down the ladder um but yeah but again three points and uh yeah it's just i'll just again get again the points now and just just pressing on for for the, the the quest for our coveted top four trophy. Just from an Arsenal outsider's perspective, and I've not really heard this from any Arsenal fans myself, but I've not really talked to any. Uh, I've not watched Arsenal fan TV. What I really think is up for you at the moment as well is there's no toxic atmosphere at that ground anymore. There was before a huge one. There isn't anymore. There's a really loving of the kids uh, atmosphere at the ground at the moment, and it's really helping. It's really helping. Before they would just boo for no reason. So, so and so taken off the streets so recently. What was his name? Uh, DT. And then all of a sudden, uh, Arsenal was uh, it's quite a nice yeah, place to come. Yeah, DT's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, gone. But yeah, yeah, it was super toxic, man. And um, it, it kind of, I think that's why I think that there's, there's always like there's a lot of hope for United because I feel like. They're in the same position as us in terms of that, like, sort of toxic atmosphere. But for them, I think it's a bit more for them, amplified. For them, for them, it's worse. It, and it I do feel a bit so, sorry for their players because their one is really bad at the moment. So you're just going to get underperformed yeah. players. I mean, some of them, some of them are booing when Harry Maguire gets the ball. I mean, what are you going to do at that point? I mean, it's time. If I was a footballer, it's time to leave when it happens. When something like that happens to me. It's time to leave or Zuma yeah. or that's basically what happens. That's basically what happens with Bell in with Bell in Real Madrid. Whoever, yeah. yeah, but whoever, yeah. yeah, but they just must be absolutely ridiculous. Anyone that Bell's uh, boos Bell has something genuinely wrong with them. I mean, you could support every club. I could support Arsenal, Barca, and who Southampton's rival Portsmouth, and still love Bell. You know what I mean? You you, you just have to be. Absolutely not bad. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that game. Another game was Wolves and Leicester. Uh, Leicester disappointing everyone yet again. Wolves doing the opposite yet again, I guess. I mean, it's looking great again, shall I say. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like Wolves, Wolves interesting. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of where they are... Um, what they're basically top. I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't expect them to be in the top four challenge, but they are. They're firmly in place for it. Um, and with that win over Leicester, which is it weird for me to say that I kind of expected it. Like no, not really. No, because that... we've seen how Leicester have been behaving. It's just been. From uh, I think they might end up in the. How far are they? How far away are they from the relegation zone at the moment? Do you know? Who Leicester? Yeah. Like how far? I think um, seventeenth at least. Five, five or six points. It's, yeah, you know, if this carries on, if this carries on, mark my words. No, yeah. no way, no way. Well, five I, of I, 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 it's stranger things have happened. If they were, Vincent, yeah, if they were like, if they, if that was Newcastle position, that would be amazing because 
they're on an upward trajectory. Yeah. Leicester has been sprinting backwards <laughs> for the last <laughs> two, two. two... <laughs> I don't know how a team is. Well, I do know how. I mean, Collins was obviously he'll say it's, it's just the, the the time of month, well, the time of year for for Leicester. They're just capitulating at this point, and it's it's just so disappointing. I mean, I've got it's um okay, it's a bit more than a okay. It's it's there about five points from a real being serious. Five that can change. That can change in two games for Leicester. Right, what's really, that again? I was saying that because that can change for Leicester. Like you know, well, they're five points away from Newcastle, seven, and once you get to that point, you're worrying. Like the 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 reality of possibly being relegated is 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 real. And I always feel like a team. Like the last thing you want is that you don't want your players to be put into panic mode by thinking about the possibility of being relegated, because especially when a team that they haven't built their team to to survive relegation. Not that it takes a certain makeup. If you play good football really well, you will survive. But because they have so many issues defensively um, at the moment, and it feels like... I don't feel like, bar one player, who uh, we all know who I'm talking about, um, because I don't feel like there's no real, like, oh, blatant holes in that defence. They should be... Um, you know, doing well. It, I just feel like, wh- where's the answer going to come from? There's no transfer window. There's no real big players that they're missing defensively. I don't think. Um, yeah. And then other than that, it's just a matter of they're going to have to really buck their idea, and start grinding. It's not about at this point. If they lose one more game, it's loaded by any point. It's going to get to a point where it's not about the quality of football or, or anything like this, or any sort of um, philosophy that um, um, Brendan Rodgers is trying to impose. It's just going to come down to straight points. Like, it's going to come to just, you just go to wherever you're, 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 you're going to go to, whether it's the Etihad or the Molyneux Stadium. It's just a matter of get as many points as you possible. They'll be, uh, mark my words, they'll beat us at Etihad. Mark my words. <laughs> they'll beat us at Etihad. Mark my words. Really? Yeah. Do you think so? They love, they love no, no, but I, I, I think it would just be like your game earlier this season where you guys just basically just take turns scoring. Yeah, but uh, they'll score a few more. Unless you think so? get some nice revenge or something, I don't know. Well, I don't, think you guys, I don't think you guys are that leaky. Uh, we, against them, sometimes it's been like 6-3, 5-3. You know what? I think maybe, maybe, maybe Leicester and Spurs are like your guys' kryptonite or something. Uh, yeah, let's not get it twisted about Leicester as well. I mean, what we're saying, they've been absolutely dire at the back and stuff like that, and the midfield got no okay. creativity. But when they not want to run at you, when you've got Vardy and Nacho, you've got Harvey Barnes, you've got Madison behind them creating balls for them, you've got a really, really solid front three running at you for most of the game, because even Vardy to this day has got legs. Barnes has got legs. Diamacho has got legs. Uh, and they all can score. All three of them for forwards can score goals. So, we'll see. We'll see. They, they, you never know. They could win the conference final as well. Um, that'll be quite big for them. Very good for them. 
Well, even though even though Brendan Rodgers doesn't even know what what cup that is. Yeah, he, he uh, Vincent, he's saying that now. Watch it if he ever does win it with his top off and champagne everywhere. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter at Break the Press. Check us out on YouTube at Break the Press. Check us out on TikTok at Break the Press and check us out on Instagram at Break the Press Podcast. See you next week.